Hey, my name is Amanda. And my name is Ashley. And this is the Child Mind Podcast. The show where we discuss the latest research on child development and how we can apply findings into our homes and classrooms. Listen to researchers, authors, and our view of how children learn and grow. This week, we will look at a developmental theorist who is best known for her sociocultural theory, Barbara Rogoff. Barbara Rogoff is a professor of psychology at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Her research on cultural learning bridges the disciplines of anthropology and human development. And did you also know that she won an award for her distinguished lifetime contributions to cultural and contextual factors in child development from the Society for Research in Child Development? Very interesting, Ashley. And I also heard that she contributed to the early childhood education field by writing two books. One of them is called Children Learn by Observing and Contributing to Family and Community in Denver, which was written in 2015. And in 2003, she wrote The Cultural Nature of Human Development. You know, that's very interesting, Amanda, because um, not only is Barbara a well-known theorist in child development, she's also a... in author and editor as well um, for studies related to human development and just to kind of expand on that um, and lead into our next little discussion Barbara's theory follows one of the well-known theorists in child development Lev Vygotsky So Vygotsky's social culture perspectives, he believed that children should acquire essential cultural values and skills, and he did view informal learning as a tool to provide practical and authentic learning experiences for children. So Vygotsky's social cultural theory does resemble Rogoff's theory of social cultural uh, learning. That's an excellent point, Amanda. And just also another thing that I noticed about Vygotsky was that um, he coined a term called the more knowledgeable other, where um, the children learn from another adult figure who facilitates their learning. And um, a thing that Barbara Rogoff focused on was that in her theory of child development, it was based on social and cultural aspects, as well as she concluded that children learn by observing others and coined a term learning by observing and pitching in or L-O-P-I and collaborating with those around them to make significant learning discoveries. There's definitely a sense of community in both theories. What I find that if they really like the integration of all learners in the classroom, doing activities together, you know, and learning all these new skills and transferring these new skills to other uh, learners in the classroom. So there's definitely a sense of community in that sense, for sure. And I did come across the term uh, apprenticeship and thinking. It's one of her books in 2001, I believe. And it talked about the idea of working in an apprenticeship. So if you can think of like a regular apprenticeship, like if you're a plumber or electrician, there's an uh, apprentice learning from a mentor and that mentor is teaching them the, the skills that they need to you know, work at the job. So it's basically the same idea in the classroom um, based on Rogoff's theory. 
So um, it's just a transfer of knowledge to the educator from the student, and the student processes the knowledge and are able to apply it in practical situations. So it's really about trial and error, um, not so much instructional way of educating students, you know? Yeah, so that's that really excellent. Yeah, I find that interesting too, Amanda. And, you know, that's, you know, where the big difference is, you know, formal and informal learning and how um, that relates to practice in, in this day and age as well. Um, I wanted to add there too as well, um, Rogoff, she, she really focused on collaboration and, you know, also that children make the decisions you know themselves by working together with flexible leadership right and that's one of the big differences is that it's not necessarily a dictatorship leader leader role it's more of a flexible leadership role and you know and they mutually build on each other's ideas exactly the mutually building each other's ideas is like a perfect way to sum it up her theory for sure and it definitely nurtures their emotional uh, aspect of development I find too and social more than intellectual just because they're able to learn from each other and build those relationships and with their theory I find that relationships is huge because obviously you know with any culture the relationship between other people is key you know it, without having that relationship with your students as an educator it's like you're not building those positive experiences for them. You're not giving them uh, what they uh, lost track there. <laughs> yeah, and that's very interesting because you know that kind of reminds me of the you know the term uh, co-learning. You know, as as us as educators in the field and uh, with children in the classroom, we're co-learning with them and we're really you know delving into that learning you know alongside them and collaborating with them. Um, you know, it kind of, when you talk about the social developmental aspect of Rogoff's theory, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, the theorists that focused more so on the cognitive process, um, uh, Jean Piaget, and how, um, you know, like we can kind of compare and critique Rogoff's theory alongside, um, his theory too and you know she focuses more on the social his is more a cognitive um focus and you know also the long existing debate of nature versus nurture right, right. where the the environment is such a huge plays such a huge role on the child's development mm-hmm. so if we can you know as educators kind of you know, guide the children in their learning and collaborate with them. We're creating an environment where that social, really that social development is being, is is evolving naturally. Right. And also another concept too in her theory is the concept of time. Children need time to be able to think and process what is happening in their surroundings. How can we expect children to know everything if we don't give them time to process what's going on and stuff? I find that um, in our classrooms, we tend to rush certain things. You know, 9 o'clock, we got snack. In the 9.30, we got this. And then we 10 o'clock, we got this, and so on and so forth. There's never a time for kids in most childcare centers, from my experience, and maybe you can relate, that children can just sit down and process their thinking and 
asking those questions and us giving those answers or them asking questions and going out and explore, you know, what can they learn by themselves. So definitely the cost of the time to develop their thinking is key in this theory as well. Absolutely. Like, I 100% agree with you on that. And um, like you had, you had mentioned, um, a lot of the, you know, daycare centers and you know, even in the school system, we have such a schedule, you know, and so we're not, like you had mentioned, giving them that time, and, you know, that's where that cultural context of Rogoff's theory comes into play, where, you know, um, children were immersed in their culture, and, you know, in their families, and that's where a lot of their learning happened, and it was not, um, you know, a formal learning environment. Right. It's very unnatural for, in my perspective, and maybe Rogoff can if she was here today, (laughs) um, agree with the both of us. But definitely formal learning isn't natural to kids. And I'm sure both you and I have been in college and we learn the statement, you know, children learn through play. Well, this is exactly it. An informal structure setting will will help them learn a lot better than if it's just sitting down on a table writing notes. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Um, Formal learning is definitely not effective for children. And, you know, um, when Rogoff did a lot of her research and studies, she, um, she was looking into countries where children's learning was greatly impacted by their culture in a sense that they collaborated and they built those relationships within their communities, communities that they live, using that as a driving force towards development. But if we look at, you know, our Western culture society, parents of young children, they return to work when their child's, you know, between the ages of 12 and 18 months old, you know, and that being said, in our society, a child's development is driven by their interactions with with those that they're in care of and their fellow peers throughout their days, you know, with the support of their family at home. However, most of their learning and development is happening, you know, in in these daycare settings and then once they get into the school system it's more of you know in a, in a formal learning environment right exactly it it's just they're thrown into a system and they continue that system until they're 18 years old which is crazy to think about in that sense because when does the time for them to be kids like yes they go home over the weekend and there's breaks but Right, exactly. And, you know, they're basically being robbed of their childhood, you know, that innocence of childhood, which is where Barbara Rogoff's theory of culture is, you know, really intriguing because, you know, they get to embrace that that period, that innocence, that that childhood, you know, portion of their life where that learning really is, you know, pivotal. You know, us as educators, that's where our role heavily impacts child development, you know, in our society. And and this is why our pedagogy and early childhood education is so important and that it needs to reflect, you know, that inclusive learning environment for children to learn and explore naturally um, in the world around them. Because once they get into that school system, you know, they're, you know, they're placed into a, a more formal learning facility and, you know cultural communities they don't necessarily have a direct impact on learning they they do have you know a piece of the picture you know an impact in their learning it's just more of a bigger piece of the whole puzzle 
And, you know, it's also important to note that from doing some of our research on Barbara Rogoff and her theory of child development, we can, we can safely say, I think, that uh, in current practice, we are utilizing some of her learning techniques, you know, some of those collaborative learning and guided participation and, you know, really co-learning with the children in the early childhood settings. Um, but what I found was most notable when I was doing a lot of my research was that the biggest difference lies within the cultural and community aspect, where children in countries such as you know, Mexico and Guatemala, where she did a lot of her research. They partake in the sophisticated collaboration in their communities and family culture. That's at the forefront. And then our Western culture is very quite different, right? And so that's yeah, where the biggest difference sure. lays, I think. Right. It's definitely different, especially in the aspects of independence, mostly. Like, I find that, well, a little bit about me, I'm Salvadorian, and Every time I go back to El Salvador every few years, there's a difference in young kids over there. It's more about community, and the older children teach the younger children what they know. Um, there's also another uh, YouTube video of this woman. She's, I believe it's Dorsa Amir, but she basically went to like South America, South America and Africa, those two continents. But she basically found that those kids acquire strong social skills and survival skills and foundational skills and creativity, a bunch of rich knowledge all through the community with their siblings, with the, the kids down, you know, a few blocks away, the, old, the elders, the adults around them. So it's really impressive and it's something to take note in our own child care centers here in Canada. We can definitely use that cultural aspect, the cultural knowledge, and bring them into our pedagogy and our curriculums. We are definitely missing a lot of the things from, you know, uh, Rogoff's research in other areas of the world that we could implement here. Absolutely, Amanda. And if, you know, some of our listeners aren't um, aware, they should definitely take a look at that YouTube video. It's it's very, very intriguing and eye-opening as well. Um, I kind of wanted to leave off today by quoting Rogoff in one of her studies. And, um, and in that study, she said, such societal level collaborativeness is uncommon in the middle-class communities that segregate children from community life and reserve many endeavors for adults thereby dividing communities into an adult world and a child world. Just a little food for thought. That's a great way to end off this podcast. I love that quote. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Amanda. And once again, it was wonderful to meet with you and kind of chat and collaborate and, you know, talk about Barbara Rogoff and her her theory of child development. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me back for next week guys (laughs) thank you everyone